Welcome to Gaming and Gabbing, where video and tabletop gamers unite. A podcast where we level up with you on our journey to ultimate nerddom. I'm your wizard of weird, Diane Hutton. And I'm your rogue of realness, Amber Plaster. And let's hit start. This is episode 20. 20! Our baby can almost drink. Our baby can almost drink. Aw, maybe next episode we should all have a drink. Yes! A cheers to 21 episodes! <laughs> a cheers to still being here. Yeah! Did it. Consistently! Look at us! I haven't been this consistent in something in a long time. And um, I'm really same. proud of it. Same. <laughs> um, with our powers combined, we can do this weekly. We can yeah. do great things. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, this week we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna we're gonna start it off with some news and noteworthy things. Check in with each other on games, and then Amber's gonna interview me. One, Abraham Lincoln, aka Diane Hutton, uh, is going to be a special guest on our podcast today. She is coming in not as the producer, creator, and co-host of Gaming and Gabbing. She is coming Mm-mm. in as a actress as a voiceover mm-hmm. character from life is strange she is coming in as a twitch personality she is coming in as a guest and i will have you all treat her as so oh, thank you so much thank Amber. you thank you thank now, you so good to be here <laughs> thank you so much for coming we i cannot wait to interview you later but first we have news and noteworthy do we want news. to call it news and- news and noteworthy yeah and like insert clever Soundbite here. (laughs) First up, we have some news. So let's get to that first, and then I will interrogate, I mean interview Uh you, for episode 20. Suddenly nervous. Welcome to episode 20, guys. It is... Gaming and gabbing. That's some fun news that I have found around the internets this past week. So first off, I found this this morning. And if you are familiar with the show The Guild with Felicia Day, uh, if you're not, it's a very clever web series, like OG kind of web series from back in the day where they are all uh, D&D uh members that's not the right word but they're they're all on a campaign together right i watched season one like four years ago but you can actually watch the series on netflix yeah oh it's on netflix now it's i think on i netflix watched it on now. youtube it's one of the it's one of the or i don't know if it's still on there but it definitely was a few years ago and um i am still impressed with the quality of that web series for it having like no budget and like no names it really is an incredible web series so if you you think of yourself as a gamer or especially as a content creator you owe it to yourself to study this web series because it is um is a classic yeah especially if you're an rpg gamer because it's all dnd ish but the news because that's old news but the new news is that uh they have announced a four-part dnd adventure with the cast of the guild um it'll be starting every sunday um evening starting may 17th and yeah so the cast is doing a DD thing that you can hang out with and it says thanks to x split for making it happen i don't know oh it's on twitch it's on twitch.tv slash felicia day yes it's on felicia day's twitch channel may 17th through june 7th every sunday night 7 p.m i'm definitely gonna check it out cool yeah 
It is Pacific Standard Time. Okay, since we have a <laughs> global audience, not to flex. <laughs> but maybe flexing a little. <laughs> My second piece of news is very relevant to this particular podcast. It involves the Mass Effect trilogy, which if you've been listening, you know neither Amber and I have played, but it gets suggested for every audience participation question we put out there, whether it be best it sky, best soundtrack, best NPC, it comes up all the time. So I've been very interested. We know a lot um, peripherally. Peripherally, yeah. So here's the thing is I've been considering playing it. I bought the trilogy for like $12 on Humble Bundle recently. But new news, they have announced they are remastering all of it. They are remastering the Mass Effect trilogy and it is supposed or looks like it will probably be out around the end of March 2021. So in about a year, we will have a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait that long. I might just go ahead and play the original. But as we know, Amber hates old games. Okay. So this is probably really good for you because it'll be remastered. Attacked. I am just. Second of all, you're right. But also, (laughs) it's not that I don't like old games. It's that I just, there's so many amazing games out there that why would I go back to something that I'm like, wow, this is really dated. Wow, this is really blurry. Wow, this is like really cheesy. You know, when it has great parts of the game, when there's games like, I don't know, God of War out there. I know that. I'm not judging you. I was just stating facts. (laughs) And the fact is, is that... If you were going to enjoy Mass Effect, you would enjoy the remaster over the original because it'll look nicer and appease your aesthetic soul. I mean, you're not wrong. I know. So I think that this is good news for Amber, who can look forward to playing one of the Mass Effect games next spring. Oh. I look forward to it. <laughs> hey, uh, what is that a cross-platform or? I don't know. It's... The news that's out right now is like, it was a rumor, but now it's more solid. Mm, Okay. It says, during the, uh, this is from PC Games website, it says, during the recent Electronic Arts Financial Earnings Report, the company said it planned to release an EAHD title this fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2021. And they say the phrasing implies it would be another HD remaster. So it's, it's still kind of a rumor, but like people are pretty sure. That's pretty good. That it's, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like it's coming. So, I am down. And and what's cool about that is it sounds like it's going to be coming out around the time when I might have gotten through a little bit of my backlog, possibly. Exactly. Maybe. Who knows? Twenty twenty. So, you have the backlog. Warnings are good for games. Yeah, this is a good warning for you. Mm-hmm. So, what's your news, Amber? Yeah. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about The Last of Us, more specifically, mm. The Last of Us Two. So, no spoilers. If I believe this will be spoiler free. This is going to be a spoiler free news segment. What we what we've got going on here is we have uh, The Last of Us 2 from Naughty Dog Studios has officially been delayed due to reasons we're not sure, but they have I I think because of crunch culture, because of COVID, because the game centers on the idea of an illness hitting the nation and them not quarantining in time. I think because of a (laughs) lot of reasons that game got delayed and I think that's fair. But I think we're all really disappointed and 
one person in particular was very disappointed. I don't know if they, <laughs> it has come out now that there was a leak, a pretty big mm-hmm, leak mm-hmm. on the sequel of The Last of Us. If you go looking on the internet for The Last of Us 2 leak, you will find it. I recommend that you do not do that. Because don't do it. a lot of people worked really, really hard on this game for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of posts of people being outraged at what they expect the ending to be. And all I can say is, if the first game did anything for you and you found yourself surprised by the first game, you owe it to yourself to play the second one. They are doing the right thing by not rushing this. It did, however, like Silver Lining, force them to release it earlier Sure, than they were planning on. (laughs) So, I mean... All right. Um, They said they found whoever it was and they didn't list names and they said, but it for sure isn't press or an employee. And I'm like, okay. I mean, would you say if it was? But okay. So supposedly they got him, whoever it was that leaked it. And we now have an official update on the release of The Last of Us 2. It is set to release on June 19th. The Naughty Dog exec Neil Druckerman also assured fans that there is more to the game despite the recent major leak. All, which is good to hear because I'm sure that there's lots to the game and not just like, say, news on Ellie. There's other characters in the game. There's other uh, mechanics that have not been introduced to the game before. So that's cool. We have a scheduled release on 19th, June 19th, which is almost a month away at the time of this recording, which is very mm-hmm. exciting because mm-hmm. that'll give me just enough time to finish Final Fantasy, I hope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all in all... All is well that ends well. Another fun fact is that The Last of Us 2 has been open again for pre-orders on Amazon and the PlayStation Store, etc. And they have, at this time, officially gone gold in pre-orders. Well, I mean, we all want that freaking mm-hmm. game. Come on, guys. I don't think... Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I don't tend to pre-order, but... I kind of I'm want to pre-order stoked. since I don't know when I'll be able to visit a store again. Do you want, like, the physical copy? I don't need the physical copy, no. So just buy it off the PlayStation store. I might, but I also like the physical copy, so I'm kind of just waiting to see... Oh, okay, got you. ...what they offer when it's a little closer to release date. But but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind one over the other. Obviously, there's advantages to both. But only, typically, I'm more of a physical media type of girl, since it's, it's kind of an art form in itself, and since everything is a darn subscription now... Yeah. It's nice to hold something physical in your hands and be like, haha, they cannot update you. <laughs> they cannot break <laughs> you from afar. That's true. <laughs> Apple. <clears throat> so I am excited regardless, and I cannot wait to play that game. I will definitely be uh, playing that game Same. on my YouTube channel. Same. Will you be streaming that game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't, yeah, you, you're going more hard in like the YouTube exclusive kind of arena. I do not have the time, patience, or gotcha. energy for that. I, I find that more so. serious games, I tend to, I just get really flustered if I have to be streaming on chat because I don't like to abandon the chat, but I am very easily distracted. Mm-hmm. So if something like really serious is going on, I find it very difficult for me to follow like the story in in more intense games and this is definitely a more intense game but so i am replaying the last of us we're finishing it today on my twitch channel the first one because i've already played through it so i don't really mind too much um going through all mm-hmm. of that again so it's been really really fun to relive that with people who have pretty much all played it since it's so old at this point yeah and yeah i'm just so stoked for the sequel hell yeah the last piece of news that i have for you is something a little bit off topic my gamer and tabletop 
top friends. I think you should expand your horizons. I think you should be aware of this. If you're not already, I'm here for you. I'm talking about artificial. Twitch has its first scripted series. It is back for what is technically season three, although season one and two were just kind of broken up into different parts. So it feels like it's kind of the second season. So if you're, you are not the only one to be like season three, I thought that was a thing. I thought it, they only had one season. You're not alone. It mm-hmm. seemed like it was because it was all released in one year. They are, what's really cool is they are going to be filming all of this using social distancing. It's live streamed yeah. and rehearsed ahead of time. All of the characters are kind of on webcams, and I think it's very unique. I love seeing transmedia. I absolutely am a huge fan of Bernie Sue, who we know because of Day. It's true! We know Bernie Sue, this amazing new media. I hate the word transmedia because it feels so dated for some reason, but it's the best way for me to explain uh, involving traditional media, even including books and literature, all the way down to like message threads and having your characters tweet in character. Like it's everything. That's just the best possible world for, for my interests. I think it's so cool that we can find a way to push storytelling to Twitch in a way that is really interesting. And it's about a scientist raising a artificial intelligence daughter and you get to interview her and the script changes as you interview with the actor. So it's really cool. Definitely check it Mm -hmm. out. They utilize, they utilize audience participation to change things in the story like yeah they the script has multiple outcomes and then the chat gets to vote on things and then depending on the vote is the way it goes so it's really yeah it was there's there's really good little nuggets in there you can rewatch it on youtube right now but the really fun part is to be live on twitch with it it will be premiering on thursday may 21st at 6 p.m Pacific Standard Time exclusively on Twitch. And I do believe the replays will one day be on YouTube, but it usually takes them a while. So definitely be sure to check that out on the May 21st. And that brings me back to how we know Bernie Sue because Bernie Sue is an Emmy award-winning producer. He won an Emmy for producing the first scripted series on Twitch, which is cool. Also, he produced very successful literary adaptations on YouTube. Um, Correct. The Lizzie yes. Bennet Diaries was the first mm-hmm. one that was a mm-hmm. huge phenomenon, especially Giant. aimed at young girls on YouTube. Yep. And yep. then the follow-up to that was Emma Approved, which is a, a modern twist on Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out to Sanditon that came in between and had a short-lived life. But we respect it as well. <laughs> that was very fun too. So, and that is where Day got to work with that cast as well. So she knows all about the the uh, transmedia world and YouTube and all that. And uh, I have questions for her because she's our guest today. <gasps> oh, I get to put on my guest hat now? Okay, swap You it. get to put on your guest hat now. <laughs> Transition music. Oh, one more thing before we get into the interview is I just wanted to mention that Monster Prom is on sale on Steam. So if you're interested in playing a game that I have recommended several times, it is now Five Doll Hairs on Steam. And it's real fun and you should check it out. It's a fun dating sim comedy party game. And they just had um, like their second year like they just celebrated two years of being out and, and whatnot i believe yeah they did a they, they did a first stuff. crush uh dlc and they did like a halloween special or something so they they do a good job of uh sending updates and if you're an artist and you draw fan art you can literally send it to them and they will feature it in game yeah it's true it's really cool i love looking through the artwork 
So anyway, Monster Prom's on sale. Go check it out. I don't know how long it is for, but just go check it out on Steam. It's five dollars uh, and worth every penny. Now to day. Day. Thank you so much for coming on Gaming and Gabbing, the podcast where we talk about video games and and uh, all of the people involved with tabletop and video games. I want to talk to you today primarily about Life is Strange, but before that, I need a little background on you. Let's pretend there's somebody listening that doesn't know about you. So we're going to take it from that angle, okay? So tell me, Day. Where are you from? Where where did this all start? When did you start acting? All right. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. Oh. It's an honor to be a part of this incredible podcast. You're doing great things. Everyone should be listening. Oh, thank um, you. So, I agree. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I'm born and raised in Southern California, so I am a California girl. Uh, I, a I, real uh, one? A real native? A real one. A real native. You found me. Mm -hmm. I'm not tan. I'm no longer (laughs) blonde. And I don't like the beach. So I might as well be from the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) However, back to acting. I have... I've been surrounded by it my whole life. My parents were involved in the theater world. My dad was an actor who then became a stage manager. My mom was a ballet dancer who then got into musical theater in like the more dancing roles. That's how they met. It's stupid cute. That's adorable. We love it. I know. It's too much. She had a hole in her ballet shoe and she asked him to tape it up because he was the stage manager. I'm in love with them. I know. And so growing up, I was just saturated in musical theater by the both of them. I was taken to so many musicals. I was in my first play in kindergarten. I was in the Lullaby League and I was a jitterbug in the Wizard of Oz. Of course you were a jitterbug. So yeah, it's it's been around my whole life. I left for college, went to school in Chicago for theater, graduated, came back to LA, and that's when I I booked Emma Approve pretty wow. early on. It's actually I'm forever grateful and in awe with how quickly that came to me and so grateful cuz it was an amazing experience from start to finish and beyond. Yeah, I bet. That's amazing. That's a really great place to get started. So when you yeah. when you started to work on Emma Approved, uh, tell me about your character on that and how was it working? Did you, you guys had a script, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a lot of script. <laughs> so the way it worked is, uh, well, I was Harriet Smith. And if you're familiar with Emma, you'll know who she is. But if you're not in the original story, she's basically this orphaned girl in the town that the rich Emma takes under her wing to sophisticate and make her life better. So when we did the web series, Emma approved, we took it out of, you know, Jane Austen's time, put it in the modern time. Emma is a business entrepreneur. They changed, this is still like, you know, the fans still take issue with, they changed George Knightley to Alex Knightley because George Wickham was the villain in the last series and they, I don't know, they didn't want to. George's one evil, one a lead. So Emma and Alex Knightley are business partners. She's running a lifestyle excellence firm and she's here to make people's lives better and she's documenting it all for her future awards. And I play her young, eager, awkward assistant 
Harriet Smith, who she's like, I'm going to make you powerful business lady. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so we would film maybe one weekend a month. Kind of, how did it go? Maybe like every other month or no, every month. And then we'd have like a, a few months off and we would get between 70 and 80 pages for the like three days of shooting. <laughs> It was a lot, but that we is a lot. For those of you who do not act, that is an insane <laughs> amount of pages. The reason it could get done is because there was no moving of cameras. There was no setting, resetting up. We I had see. like three different locations that were set and it was just, you know, a camera right in front of you. The lighting didn't change. It was just our costumes and hair that had to get changed around. So that's why we were able to plow through that much. Smart. Um, because we would film like eight episodes a weekend basically so that's how it ran it was a lot of fun though (laughs) yes it definitely was that at times but it was an amazing cast of people joanna sotomura played emma and she's an absolute gem of a human being um brent bailey she is she's like one of the most genuine people i've ever met and it's upsetting (laughs) it's not i love her but i'm like oh my god i thought i was nice and and compared to you i'm a villain (laughs) and then brent bailey was alex knightley you may not know his name you definitely know his face because he's in every other commercial on your tv and he's at every single shell gas station because he is the shell guy he's the shell guy yeah and then along with james brent isaacs was my love interest and then we had a wonderful cast of characters that came in and filled everything around us but yeah it was amazing oh that makes me so happy so how long did you film that for was it like a year or like yeah we were pretty much working on it for a year because every once in a while we'd have like a month or two off Mm -hmm. it we did pretty much film for one whole year so we started in (laughs) dating myself we started in 2013 and we stopped filming in 2014 that's cool yeah okay um so emma approved was amazing did you submit for that through did your agent submit you how did you end up auditioning or finding this role my manager submitted me and I remember freaking out when I got the audition because I hadn't watched Lizzie Bennet Diaries but I knew about Mm -hmm. it and Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorite books and so I was aware of the show so when I got the audition I was like oh my gosh this is so cool I love Jane Austen to get to be one of her characters would be such an honor and privilege and joy and I mean I I I did get it which was just incredible (laughs) well I mean you you resonate with that material and it shows yeah so I you're perfect for that role I, I'm so glad that you got it, and yeah, it, it's that I. It's so freaking cool that you got to be a part of a story that not only has fans because of the literature behind it, but because to like sort of reboot it in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, when I like think about like, oh my god, other people that basically played this role, like Brittany Murphy, because she's Ty and Clueless, which if you didn't know, was a modern adaptation of Emma. Oh, fun fact. I knew it was an adaptation of something, but I didn't read Emma, so. Yeah, yeah, it is a modern adaptation of Emma. And I read Sense and Sensibility, a... and I did not care for it. I read it, and I don't really remember much, so I must not have loved it as either, so. Yeah. But yeah, I resonated with the source material. I resonated with the way they uh, updated the character. I mean, it was 
it literally was like a description of me. It was like, this 23-year-old bright-eyed, just out of college girl is like very eager and girl next door and she, but she's a little bit awkward in her eagerness and and is just all around lovable and I was like, oh my god, it's me. I was literally <laughs> like 23 just out of college and all of the other things. I was like, I have to get this role. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I <laughs> think that you are perfect for that role and obviously it was meant to be and I'm glad that you are here. Thanks, so me too. I wanted to talk to you obviously about the defining role that really pushed you into the nerdum space, which is, of mm. course, Life is Strange, the little mm-hmm. game that could. Uh, the little game that could. It so is true. a phenomenon of a game. If you guys have not played the role-playing game Life is Strange, it is. it was set out by Square Enix, but I believe it was under an independent title at first. I don't think anyone expected this to be a big game. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. The developers are Don't Nod, and yeah, Square Enix was the distributor. So uh, tell me a little bit about the audition process for the characters that you play on Life is Strange. Did you know you were going to be playing Kate Marsh? Did you know you were going to be playing more than one character? Because you did play more than one character in this, which I didn't know was pretty standard. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is a funny story in a way of like, what? That's not how you got the role. I auditioned. I, I had a, my voiceover agent at the time sent the audition. I literally recorded it on my phone in my bedroom. Amazing. And I believe I read for Kate, Max, and Victoria at the time. They like I they had me do lines for all three. And there wasn't even a callback process. I just got an email being like, they would like you to play Kate Marsh. And I immediately accepted because um, who does not want to be in a video game? (laughs) And I remember like freaking out and screaming and jumping up and down and hugging my roommate at the time. And they didn't tell me I was doing other characters till I got there and was (laughs) in the booth. And they were like, okay, so we're also going to have you do a few other characters. And this is my first ever voiceover role. I haven't done this before. I'm a person with anxiety. I'm younger and had less control over said anxiety. They tell me that and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what am I, I don't have other characters prepared. I don't know what, what do you mean I'm doing other characters? But thankfully, Phil Bach, Philip Bach, God bless the wonderful wonderful video game director that he is helped me uh guided me to like because he knew what the characters looked like and he knew way more than I did so he was like okay this chick is kind of this way so why don't you try this you won't find a single person who doesn't sing his praises who has worked with him uh he's a glorious man yeah so yeah I filmed it on my phone didn't know I was doing other characters. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so Kate Marsh is a character in the game. She, while she's a non-playable character that Day voices, she, the game couldn't exist without that character storyline. Mm. So I'm trying to have a spoiler-free interview here. Um, <laughs> Kate is, tell me about Kate. So Kate is one of your classmates in the game and depending on how much you interact with her you can tell like she's kind of she doesn't the dialogue you interact with her you can tell like okay she's not acting normal she seems a little down you can take the opportunity to try and help her as a friend but basically she's going through some emotional trauma and you as the playable character get involved with it and you know try to help her and it's it's just a very big kind of climaxing moment of one of the parts of the game Mm -hmm. and so so a lot of people resonated with her emotionally 
very strongly, which I didn't know was going to happen. I didn't expect even the devs didn't expect it or know what would happen because we were filming this or filming. We were recording this in chunks because it was released in different kind of chunks. So we would record and we were like recording the later bits while the first bits were being released. And so I've I've said I've told this story before, but there's a part where Kate comes there's a part where you can potentially see Kate again later on in the game and the devs had told me they weren't originally sure if they were going to keep that part and then when they saw their response to the character and how overwhelming it was they were like oh well we have to put this part in That's like they awesome. won't forgive us <laughs> so I was always just like thank you guys for loving her so much that they had to let me work more <laughs> oh man I mean she I mean she definitely emotionally affected me when I played the game because it's so grounded and a lot of video games like to gloss over things that could happen in real life because it's just a little too real. And this game doesn't do that. Yeah. And it, at first it makes it look like it's kind of just a goofy game. And so when you find out the darker layers of this game or the, the more intense emotional aspects of this game, it, it tends to center around your character, Kate. And I had the hardest time discerning your other voices when I was playing through the game. But she plays Alyssa, <laughs> who is like this punk rock girl with like a like a heavier voice than I thought Day could ever make. And uh, one other character that is in the museum towards the end. And, and Juliet. Juliet, right. Yeah. Yes, I am a random person in the museum at the end as well. Who was the only one I recognized. I went, was that Day? And they were like, yes, but you didn't get Juliet? And I'm like, nope. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, oh love man. it. So you are in the second episode each game of each episode of the game is kind of its own little standalone chapter. Uh, you were in episode two, your character of Life is Strange, and potentially other episodes depending on how you play the game. And your yeah, character- it, 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 they're sprinkled about. They're sprinkled in other episodes, but like Kate's main, like episode two is like Kate's right. episode. <laughs> definitely, most definitely, it's definitely about your character. And um, what was it like playing the game for the first time? Did you know what your character took looked me, like? I didn't. No, I didn't. I have to go back so far out of my brain for this stuff, but I didn't have any sort of console or gaming PC when the game first came out. I made a friend get it and play some of the beginning, and I watched some playthroughs. I can't remember when the first time I actually played it was. It might have been when I started streaming. That would make sense. Was the first time I'd actually gotten a chance to play the game. Mm. Yeah, so. But I I definitely, like, looked up clips and found people's Let's Plays and and wanted to see and hear everything, for sure. That's awesome. I actually got nervous when I first started watching and listening through because I was like, oh, my God. My three characters don't sound any different. Like, they all sound like me. There's no discernible. I was like, I'm a terrible actor. They all sound the same. I can tell immediately it's me. But, like, of course you can. It's it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know because you make the voices. But we don't know. (laughs) Trust me. They hired you. It makes me happy when people. Because you got the the job more than done. Okay? Yes. Yes. Listen. It makes me happy when people like you are like, I couldn't. I didn't know it was you. Versus one of my coworkers recently from the bar recently played the game and he was like, you're three characters. I didn't know that. I immediately knew it was you. And I was like, I'll chalk that up to you having to listen to me talk four nights a week for three years. (laughs) Yeah, I think it might be different if 
I only knew your voice as opposed to like any other actor's voice, but I, I kind of was focusing on a lot of other things in the game. And sure. I thought, oh, it'll, it'll sound like day, so like, I'll know. But they sounded so different that I didn't. But, um, <laughs> yay. Yeah, so he's wrong. <laughs> and what was it like working on Life is Strange? Were you actually able to see and meet the other actors that you voiced with? Mostly no. There were two instances where I did get to work side by side. The first was actually the first time I went in. Uh, Don McManus, who is the voice of David Madsen, was there and he was finishing his session and they ended his session with a scene that was with Kate. So we ended his session and started mine with our scene together and that was really cool. And then for episode two for because it is a very, very emotional moment, they did have me in there with Hannah. So we were both there, and Hannah is the voice of Max. It was really helpful, I, and I hadn't met her, so I met her that day, and we got to talk and get to know each other, and did the scene together, and yeah. So those were the two times, but usually, no, it's by myself. Oh, cool. Who we interviewed on the podcast. We did. She's <laughs> lovely. So not only do you voice multiple characters on the show, but you're kind of, you've, you've played through mm-hmm. the entire game of Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2 <laughs> on your Twitch channel. Um, are there replays of that anywhere for Life is Strange fans? Absolutely. You can find uh, playthroughs of that on my YouTube channel, which is just Diane Hutton. You can also find some killer extra content with me and Hannah. Just We just did a few kind of IRL streams where we're just talking and chatting and having a good time. And people seem to really enjoy those videos as well. So you can find those all on my YouTube. Nice. And then there's a character that's a hot dog in the game. Can you explain? Our Lord and Savior hot dog man. Yes. I'm a weird person, guys. I Are you? tend <laughs> No. <laughs> Shocking, I know. I tend to find small insignificant things and really grab on and not let go and love them with all my heart. And for Life is Strange, that's Hot Dog Man, who is an in-game character. You find him all about the game as a poster, a doodle, a, a drawing, a book cover, a stuffed a stuffed toy. He's just, it's like a cartoon that the characters in-game grew up watching and there's comic books. And I love him. He's my favorite. I would die for Hot he's Dog like the, Man. He's like the itchy and scratchy from The Simpsons. Yeah. So. Except for not as scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got a huge spot in my heart for Hot Dog Man. Square Enix has a Hot Dog Man mascot that you can find around conventions. Rest in peace conventions whenever they return. And... Yeah, and I, I, I saw that your mom crafted actual plushies of Hot Dog Man. Oh, yes. So I have a merch store. Are those still, are those still a thing? Yeah. I have a merch store on E-Crater where you can buy your own tiny Hot Dog Men. And they're delightful. They're sure to bring you joy. And (laughs) we'll link it in the episode. But yeah, you can own your own tiny hot dog, man. I would just, I just love that. Crafted lovingly by my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Lovingly crafted. Listen, handmade. So, Day, thank you so much for joining us as a guest on Gaming and Gabbing. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. We're can our listeners keep up with you online? Oh, well, you can keep up with me on Twitter at 
Dayan Hutton, as well as YouTube at Dayan Hutton, and then on Instagram and Twitch at Dabraham underscore Lincoln. And all of those are a D A Y E. Yeah. D A Y E. All right. <laughs> I uh, I think this was uh, interesting to get to know you in a, a different way today. This Day. was wonderful. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode pretty much. If you guys want to keep the conversation going with us, you can. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we are everywhere that podcasts uh, exist. Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave us a five-star review, (laughs) we would appreciate it. And also, we are on Spotify if you'd like to follow us there. Also, you can always find us on anchor.fm slash gaming in as in Nancy Gapping. And our Twitter and Instagram is also gaming and gabbing. You can keep the conversation going with me at Amber Plaster on all social media. Because I have a weird last name. And uh, special shout out to all of our patrons who make this podcast possible. Thank you so much. Uh, special shout out to Marcus the Mighty and Elias the Effervescent. I don't think those are adjectives I have used yet. And I'm proud of that. Stay safe, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.